Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. All right, welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. DA with you. As always, it's easy to find the PGP, which is the show within the show and the show about the show. Simply go to Permission Granted Podcast, search it on iTunes, okay, and you'll find it there. It has its own feed. Also, it's part of the regular DA Show iTunes feed and always available on our website, daoncbs.com. So, Mraz joins me now, and uh, this is such funky weather that we're having. This week is all in the 80s here in New York, and it's mid-October. You close the pool too early. Yeah, right. I I closed the pool a week and a half ago and uh well with my dad, my dad's pool and uh it's it's crazy but I love it. I mean, I I'm really I'm very happy about this because extend the warm weather as much as possible. Yes and no. I'm a big summer guy like I've stated. I prefer summer all year round if I could. However, sure. When I'm I've basically packed up the summer gear, so to speak, mm. and I'm not necessarily prepared for it to be this warm as mm. far as, you know, long pants and, and shoes and, you know, basically the shorts have gone away. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I find myself to be a little funky. Plus, I feel like the moment the the uh, the switch goes on now, I'm going to end up getting sick again when it turns cold because my body's already kind of adapted to fall and now I'm back into summer. Well... That could be true. I have noticed, though, that the warm weather has created a, quite a number of crazies. They have they've come out of the woodwork uh, today. Right on the subway, multiple <laughs> multiple wackadoos uh, begging for money, and one of them was intimidating people for money and intimidating, threatening people by saying, "Do you really want me to turn to a life of crime? I don't want to do that." Oh, a guilt trip! I you know what I respect that that's working for your money. He's he was like six 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 seven. 350 and was wearing just Boston Celtic socks. I've seen him actually. Wait, what do you mean he was wearing just Boston Celtic socks? No shoes. That was his whole bit. I no, need no, no, no. But, but pants? Oh, no, yes, he had pants. Oh, okay. He had shorts. <laughs> okay. He had shorts, no shoes. Yeah, that was, I would reword the way you tell that story going forward. And his whole bit was I need money for shoes. Don't you want me to have shoes? I'm trying not to turn to crime for my shoes. And now I have seen this guy. In the subway before, wearing just oh, socks. Really? Yeah, because he's such a noticeable guy. I mean, he's a huge behemoth of a man. He's six. He's got to be six five, six six, three fifty or so, and he always wears just socks. I've only noticed him one other time, and he was screaming at somebody from all the way down the platform. So this guy has a mean streak. Good for him. Good for him. So then a little wa- bit of a nasty in him. Yeah, he's got a nasty streak. He's like a Vontes Burfecht of, <laughs> of beggars uh, in Washington Square Park. The wackadoos are always out, but boy, they were out today because it's 80 degrees. They're drumming, and they've 
got this weird look in their eye and they've shaved their head and they have just a wild, wild scene. Well, you know, for the crazies there, when it's nice out, they get plenty of time to collect the money yeah. and do whatever they, they do on the streets there. That they're, they're sort of like the water park that tries to cash in before <laughs> before it closes for the season, if you uh-huh. will, you know? Get one last crack. Get one last crack because before that, you know, you're going off to various shelters and, you know, you're not going to be seen again until St. Paddy's Day. Yeah, this warm weather has the city feeling real frisky. I mean. But why not? I like it. You know, it's a little spunk, a little attitude. I like it. Let me tell you this. It's going to get real cold over the over the week and it looks like it's going to be back in the 50s. See, that's what I mean. I guarantee everybody gets sick by yeah. Monday. Yeah. Here's one thing that I'm worried about. I'm worried Halloween's going to pass me by. I have hmm. not gone to a haunted house. I don't have plans to. I have not. I'd like to. I, I would love to get in a late Six Flags run. Have oh, you, okay. The uh, the old haunted, you yeah. know, whatever they do there. But I'm not going to be able to do it. I could just tell already the schedule's not working. There's only two more weekends until Halloween. I don't have my costume yet. My girlfriend doesn't have her costume yet. We don't know what we're doing for Halloween. I just feel like, Mraz, it's going to blow right by me. It's blowing past me now. I did my pumpkin picking trip mm. this past Saturday. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I'm kind of done with Halloween. Wow. I am. That's a bold call. I started to realize this weekend, I don't really like Halloween. You don't really like... This is a this is a holiday built around free candy and junk food. Don't this get is, me... You're not into that. Don't get me wrong. The candy and all that is great. Oh. However, it's, it's everything else that goes with it. The costumes. Mm. You know what? I've dressed in costumes my whole life. I don't particularly care for it. <laughs> I don't. This weekend, my wife, who loves dressing up, she's so into Halloween. She tells me, we own our own house. We're throwing the biggest Halloween party. Like, that's her okay. holiday. She's really into it. Yeah. Okay? So I'll do it for her, and if I eventually have kids, I'll do it for them. Mm. The problem is, the way she goes about looking for costumes, like, we went after Pumpkin Pick and Saturday to three separate Halloween stores. Ooh. Looking for costumes, knowing, knowing damn well I'm not going to have time to wear one anyway. Well, I... Aren't you going to have a party? No, no, no. We're not. She said when we have that, she's going to do whatever. The problem is, like, this weekend, for instance, we have concert tickets on Saturday. Uh Uh-huh. And then football. I'm doing the football thing all Sunday. The following weekend, my cousins are coming in from Florida, so we're going to do a little, uh, follow follow your suit, do a little college football drinking in the city next Saturday. That's what I'm talking about. So by the time that, all that, Halloween's going to pass me by as well, so I don't need one. But she's going to do whatever. So Mm. she's looking for her costume. Mm -hmm. These costumes now are 60 bucks a pop. Oh, yeah. If you're buying one. You know, you look cheap if you make one. The prices are too much. People just act like idiots. You have this whole clown thing going on. That scares me a little bit the running clown around. Thing, the insane clown. You know what? Because people can act like idiots on Halloween. The way this world is scary. I'm starting to get tired of Halloween. I think there's a lot of danger. It's overpriced for one day. And you know what? If I want candy, I go to the store and buy it. Well, so your wife is in a Halloween. She wants to do a costume, but you guys haven't picked out a costume yet. No, but I, like I told her, so I believe her plan is to go with my sister, drink all day in the city, and go to the Halloween parade and kind of bar hop and Which stuff. Which is the Saturday before no, the No, 20- no, no. It's on Halloween. So it's happening dur- down Tuesday. here. Tuesday. No, a Monday. Oh, I thought Halloween was Tuesday. No, Monday. Oh, so oh two, my. So two weeks and a Monday. So oh, it's boy. happening right by our studio. Oh, boy. And they're already playing the game. Oh, you could drive us home after we're drinking. Yeah, oh, oh, great. Yeah, I could service yeah, you've that. you've done that. But she's trying on couples costumes by herself. Like she tried on a loofah the other day and left the soap in the bag. Well, uh, if you can't wear the cut, like trying to Try kill trip me. on a loofah? You know what a loofah is? Of course. So basically there's a soap and loofah. She's like, well, I'll just bring it. Maybe one year we could be the soap and loofah together. Maybe I'll be the loofah this year. I'm like, that's stupid. Why would you do that? It, Nobody's going to know what you are. Is it? A, <laughs> is, it is the loofah on a stick? 
No, like the the like the whole costume is you're just the big ball and yeah. loofahs around. And then around you it. would be the soap. It comes in a couples thing, yeah. She, because her whole deal is these costumes are sixty bucks, whether you buy the pair or just the singular ones. So she's like, we might as well get a pair one, and then we have it. And maybe in a couple of years, if you're not working on Halloween, we could go out and hey, pump the brakes. I'm not worried about a couple of years from now what our costumes are going to be. So you know what? I think she's annoyed me with Halloween. Wow. Halloween's annoying me. Wow. So you're worried about Halloween passing you by. Yeah. Halloween's passing me by, and I'm good with it. You know what else is worrying me? We have not had the leaves change here in New York City. Right. Have they changed up near you? No, it's still pretty green. So when I went back to help my dad close the pool, you know, where I grew up, Warwick, New York, in the Hudson Valley is hour and change away, and it's northwest, and everything has changed. Oh, really? It's bright red and yellow. This, I like the way that looks. It's beautiful. Right. It really is beautiful, and and the Hudson Valley and where I grew up is just gorgeous and rural and and unbelievable this time of year but i got up there for like an afternoon a little bit more than that and when i came back here nothing has changed so i feel like the next time i go see foliage all the leaves are going to be off the trees because nothing's changed down here so it's so weird you know it's almost halloween and we don't even have a yellow there's not even a yellow leaf in new york city same thing with long island there's nothing yellow even driving out east everything is green it felt like summer the whole deal so that becomes an interesting part. There's all of a sudden we just start getting into those first frosts and the leaves just kind of break off yeah. and freeze off and yeah. you don't really get that beautifulness. I, wa- I really wonder. I wonder Are we about- starting to skip fall? Is fall really becoming a non-existent holiday in, uh, sp- you know, season? More north of here, it's still cooking. You all right? You're still getting that foliage yeah. cooking. <laughs> but I do think New York City is... Closer to the shores. I think New York City's climate... And this is where, like, if you don't believe in climate change, I just think you're totally off your rocker. It is so obvious that New York City is so much warmer nowadays than it ever was. Definitely. I mean, we we don't get huge snows anymore, at least not regularly, once in a while. Maybe once a year, maybe. We get way more rain in the, in the winter than we do snow. Right. The leaves don't change. And it's freaking 85 degrees right now. And if we remember correctly, around Christmas time last year, it was 75. I believe, totally. I believe it was 75 degrees on Christmas Eve. If I remember correctly, it was around there. And we all looked at each other like, what the heck's going on here? Oh, yeah. You know, you're basically out in shorts and a muscle shirt on Christmas. <laughs> the- Anybody want a hamburger for dinner? <laughs> New York City's weird, man. The climate's become real weird. And as you know, it's brutally hot oh. in the summer. I mean, Boy. the city, like, you can't even be in the city anymore in the in the summer. No, you're running in to turn on air conditioners everywhere oh. you go. The subways are hot when you're down oh, it's there. so hot. It's nasty. So hot. So true. Very sweaty. Little little meteorologic talk <laughs> here on the PGP, if that's even a word. <laughs> uh, yes, so I'm excited because next week's Nomad is going to feature a running, ongoing storyline here on the DA Show that I have Kenny Smith's shorts. A forgotten storyline. Forgotten storyline. Yeah, I have Kenny Smith's shorts, or at least I thought I did. And I finally got to meet Kenny Smith today, and I was able to present him with the shorts. And we're not going to spoil whether he recognizes the shorts or anything, are we? No, there's a whole, his reaction, and we talk about it, and if he believes me, and does he want them, and all of that. So I won't blow the surprise for everybody. Did you walk up to Kenny Smith with basically your uh, selfie stick and the GoPro attached to your head? Did you do all that? <laughs> Well, it was at a Turner sports event, media event, as they, they're promoting the, the kickoff of the NBA season. So it was Charles and Kenny. And Kenny, I was like, I, I asked one of the PR people, hey, I'd like a one-on-one with Kenny. They said, okay, just 
let us, we'll, we're going to have to take care of other people and then we'll, we'll let you know. And so I set up the camera on the selfie stick against the wall at like eye, eye level so that we had a good shot. So I, but then I told them, I said, just so you know, like, it's not going to be a normal sit down Q and a about the NBA season. I'm going to give Kenny Smith his shorts back from 25 years ago. And their reaction was, throw this man out immediately? It was a little, they were a little taken aback, but then once they saw it, they thought it was pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Once they saw it, they they thought it was pretty cool. Very, I mean, fascinating. Was he okay with the filming? Yes. Forget his reaction. Yes. Interesting. You know, here's the beauty of Nomad. One man filming crew, one man operation. Oh, yeah. You got to respect that. Yeah. There's always the extra characters involved on the actual episode. But a one-man crew, you set up the selfie stick. I do respect that. It has to. Now, also in this week's Nomad, Mm -hmm. which is debuted here, (laughs) and I watched right before filming, uh, noticeable in the bottom right-hand corner is a logo. Yeah. Now, and is this something new going (laughs) forward? It looks like you stole the logo for the company Lyft and just (laughs) inserted DA in it instead of the word Lyft. Like, what's going on here? Well, on YouTube... If you want people to subscribe to your channel, and that's the biggest thing on YouTube is how many subscribers you have. Well, that's how you eventually can monetize it. Yeah, and then it's just how you get your views up as well because if people subscribe, then they automatically get that video in their news feed or their video feed. True. So if you subscribe, you don't have to go hear this podcast or remember that I put them out on Tuesdays. You just go to YouTube and it's like, here's your subscribe. Here's your subscriptions. Here's the new episode. So I like that. I think it's cool. So on YouTube, if you want to embed like a subscribe button onto the video, you can oh. do that. But it's really tiny and really small in the b- bottom right-hand corner. They don't want you to make it gross and big. Right. and Take garish. away from the actual video. So I originally had just a little red subscribe button that I put on there. And that had been there and I didn't even notice in past episodes? It had been there for maybe two or three episodes and it's so small, it doesn't even do anything. So then I saw somebody else have like a big logo and I said, oh, how does that work? So I just kind of Googled and did some research and sure enough, you could embed a logo which expands a little bit more. So I didn't make that logo, the DA logo that you see. I found that online. I just searched DA. So you're pirating somebody else's DA logo from somewhere? I pirated that. Oh, it's like a, man. It's like some weird European company that's it's maybe Dutch or something. They create something. You're a lawsuit waiting to happen. Yeah, I am. But you know what? Maybe you could flip it on. I'm going, oh, no, no, you stole that logo from me. Uh, you know, I just think I'll probably eventually build my own or make my own. But at this point in time, or have somebody do it, at this point in time, you know, I'm just, uh, right now I'm, I'm going rogue, man. Right okay. now, Nomad is rogue. Better Nomad- to ask for forgiveness <laughs> than permission. Nomad's gone rogue, and so I've embedded that. And uh, if you click on that, you can subscribe to it. I felt like it was staring at me. It looked like when somebody is talking to you and has a booger hanging out of their nose and all you could do is look at the booger. Oh, so it was uncomfortable for you. I felt like I stared at that more than the episode. Now, it didn't take away. I still could tell you everything that happened, but it was very noticeable. So if you're going for noticeable, it was there. But see, here's the problem. You didn't know that if you clicked on that, it's sub- it sub- subscribe. No, I didn't. But I would also say I maybe would have played around with it more if I watched it like at YouTube.com. I was watching yeah. it off our Facebook page. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not looking to click around at that sure. point. Yeah. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah, you know, we're still working out the kinks here. But <laughs> the, uh, the greatest compliment that I got on Nomad is Overmeyer came in the other day, right? He was in studio. Right. During commercial break, he goes, um, 
I'm not sure which production company you use that's uh, doing Nomad. Is that right? And I just started laughing. He goes, what's so funny? I go, production company? I'm the production company. I do that all on an iPhone and my laptop. He's like, you're kidding me. So I said, that, well, that makes me feel good that you would think that it actually looks as good wow. as a production company. Yeah. And Overmeyer's in television. You know, he's not some rude. Right. Well, like I said to you, I think you're getting a little cocky with mm, the Nomad now okay. because in this most recent okay, episode. I'm peacocking a little bit. You're peacocking with how good you are with the slowdown and speed up feature, walking back and forth from the Mississippi <laughs> River. You're doing a lot. We get it. You know how to use iMovie. We understand. You can let the movie breathe a little bit. You don't have to overproduce the, the okay. whole thing. All right, yeah, maybe it's overproduced. It could be. But at the same time, maybe it's not. Maybe I'm just viewing it too much because I love that stuff. I mean, I'm criticizing you, but I don't want you to take it away either because – a lot of that stuff, I got, I'm into it. Like I said, there's a few shows I'm watching this season, this fall season. I've, I've mentioned Kevin Can Wait. I'm into the Chicago Fire. I'm into Nomad. There's a few of these shows that I'm rattling off here, and they, they get me through the week until the football. I'm Nomad's just, part of that. I'm no glad, Tuesday's complete. I'm glad we're filling the void there. And uh, the great thing is that you can binge watch it. I do like the fact that it's just archived in one place. You can just watch as many episodes as you want. See, that's what that's what I bring back to what we discussed a couple weeks ago. Are you just going to make this a weekly thing, or are we going to get to 20 episodes to take a couple weeks off? I don't know. You know, I was thinking, like, boy, it's hard to come up with an episode that's interesting every single week. Like right. this week. Like last week I did the behind-the-scenes of the CBS this morning. Right. Which I thought was cool, but I... I also felt it was a little thin. It felt a little filler, i got to be honest. It was only six minutes, and right. I didn't eat anything there. It, that episode would have been better had I had a big meal to tag on to it. See, I think with the binge-watching aspect of this, if you get to a point and go, hey, season one's in the books. we got 20 episodes in. We'll be returning, you know, two months with season two. It gives some, first of all, it allows you to build some hype. You could start filming stuff and building up trailers and putting them out there and, and build it. We're all about the hype train on the DA show, right? Oh, that's right. Second of all, anybody who has not watched and people have watched the first season, they go, hey, season two starting in four <laughs> weeks. you got plenty of time to catch up on season one. They're all there for you. Binge watch it. We could discuss what's going on. Because like me, I watched Breaking Bad. I had to binge watch the first whatever, how many seasons before the last season. So, I mean, you could have somebody binge watch and next thing you know, season two comes out and you go, where do all these viewers come from? Well, that's a great point, Moraz, and I'm uh, I'm all ears. I'm very flexible to this because here's the thing: you just don't do something that interesting every week, right? So you that, don't want to water down the product. So that's why the CBS this morning. Now, I have had some people say that that was one of their favorites because it was so behind the scenes, something that they wouldn't be able to see. Well, see, everybody has their own taste, and right. I get that, right? But to me, it was a thin episode and could have used more meat on the bone, and so. Like, I, that's where I think you might be right, where I take a couple of weeks off, so I'm not putting out thin episodes. Right. And I, every episode's pretty good. Like, I was very happy that today's episode had the old-school press box from a disgusting, spooky stadium, and then also the Memphis barbecue that I wasn't able to bring to the table before. I have one more recommendation okay. for an episode yeah. before we wrap this up. I think you've built up enough listeners and enough fans, and you've mentioned enough ulterior characters in your life. I think you need to shoot some footage of your Christmas Eve with your family. Oh. The eating, the home cooking food, mm. your dad with a couple cocktails in you. I think the whole thing could work out well. And I think a little behind the scenes, this is Christmas. You know, you don't need to have all the personal moments filmed there. But whatever spread you guys put out, whether it be the fishes and all that stuff, I think a little home cooking on a Nomad would be good there for a holiday. Great idea. Maybe a Thanksgiving. Or Thanksgiving, yes. Thanksgiving works too. 
Well, just so you know, we missed our opportunity for Nomad on Sunday. I, I know. I was that's that was my plan. I was going to film our tailgate at the Giants game with your dad and my dad, oh. and I figured that would have been pretty funny. That would have been a great episode, but a loss. <laughs> Some things weren't meant to be. <laughs> okay, what's going on in side B? Side B, Joe and I still bickering over this bet. And Joe oh. has now officially brought cauliflower to the studio, <laughs> okay. which we might get into on the show as well. But we're going to break down, and I'm going to reveal some things that were not yet known about this bet. Oh. To try to defend myself a little bit, oh. because I feel like Joe's throwing me under the bus a little bit. So there's some big revelations coming up about this bet in Side B. <laughs> big revelations coming up Side B about the bet here on the Permission Granted Podcast. Welcome into Side B. Welcome into side B of the PGP. That's my voice. Still a little raspy from Sunday's Giants-Ravens game. This is Mraz, the executive producer of the DA show, joined by Jolton Joe D'Aloisio. Joe, how are you? Mraz, I'm doing great. Great to finally be back on the PGP. It's been quite a while. Has it been? I mean, I, I know you like weren't it. here last week. Uh, Ward, by the way, is eligible to come off injured reserve. His, He's back in the rotation. His trial is over. Um, I will not reveal any details of that. Maybe we get into some some of that with him when he returns to the PGP. I'm hoping on that maybe next week. But yeah, Ward has been activated off injured reserve, just not starting yet. You're in the lineup still as a starter, so it's good to see you getting some valuable minutes here. It's about time. I, I was getting worried. I thought a train may be coming soon. I'd be have I'd uh, be with a new roster, so I'm glad to be back. Now, apparently, you're a bit of a big shot around here, Joe. I'm a big shot. How so? Just moments ago, as we were entering the studio, there were three uh, local WFAN New York listeners walking out of watching a show that Mike Francesa was doing. I assume they won some kind of contest, who decided to shake your hand and say, thanks for having, having <laughs> us. What was that about? Do you know these guys? I have no idea who these three gentlemen were, who they are, why they're here, what they do. Uh, we I saw them inside watching Mike. Yeah, I also saw them speaking to Mike, taking a few pictures of Mike and the other studios here at uh, CBS Sports Radio WFAN. And then when we, like you said, we happened to walk towards the studio to record, one of them kind of stopped me and said, thanks for having me. And I wasn't too sure how to respond. So I just played it off. Like I knew exactly who they were. And I said, anytime I shook his hand and I told him he could come back whenever he wants. So, Oh, so you're giving a guy an open invitation. You don't even know his name or what what his whole reason for being here was. Exactly. I don't know who he is. Uh, I I don't know what he does and why he was here. (laughs) Interesting. Well, Speaking of being a big shot and me being a big shot, I know the listeners are dying to hear more about our bet that has gone awry Ugh. and the details surrounding this bet. If you're not aware of the bet, well, first of all, pay more attention to the PGP and the show. And the show. I mean, if you don't know what's going on, then you haven't been listening and you should start tuning in more often. Come on now. Essentially, Joe made a bet and I am paying up. Uh, Joe's bet was if the Giants lost to the Packers, which they did, I would have to go two full days at work which is an eight-hour shift, while eating nothing but cauliflower. I am trying to choose the nothing option, and I'm being told that that's uh, it's not paying up the bet, even though it clearly is. Yeah, that's welching, as we've discussed on the show. I mean, it's not welching, but we're, you know, we don't have to beat a dead horse. Bottom line is this. <laughs> Truth be told, I think there's a little nugget to this bet that needs to be revealed. Wait a second. No, there's something needs to be revealed, because I need to defend myself, and the whole story's not getting out there. <laughs> Joseph, Joe D'Aloisio... While I did say, and I do mean, and I, I want to stick to my guns here on not eating anything because I that way is part of the bet. When I did tell you that, 
I said, quote, spring the cauliflower, see what happens. And I meant that literally. Maybe I would have decided to eat the cauliflower. You, though, last week did not bring in the cauliflower on Tuesday, saying I refused to eat it, and then blindsided me on Trash Tuesday by calling me out, when in all fairness, you never even gave me the opportunity to eat the cauliflower. Now, I was a good sport about it because I'm a, I am a man of my word, and my word was nothing but the cauliflower. No, no, nothing. you aren't a man of your war- word. Yes, I am. Because you told me you weren't going to eat the cauliflower, so why was I going to waste my money, buy the cauliflower for you not to eat it? you got to at least give me the opportunity, don't you? Because if I'm no, going... No, because... No, ah, 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 if no. I go the eight hours without eating, and by the seventh hour I'm starving, and I and I you know then I've gotten to the point where I have no choice. I don't have that cauliflower in me for me to pay up the bet. So I think in reality you screwed me, and now you painted me uh, as a villain, you and are as a an villain. enemy, uh, especially amongst several Chubbo Nation followers and members who are looking at me the wrong way now. Now a lot of them have my back, and rightfully so, as they should. I am their loyal dictator, but you. <laughs> have found a way to pin the audience against me, kind of the way the media is trying to pin Giant fans against Odell Beckham Jr. That's what you're trying to do with some of my, my Chubbo Nation members, and I don't like it. You never even gave me the option, and I think that needs to be stated on the record. I never gave you the option because you flat out said, I'm not eating this. Okay. When that wasn't the bet. The bet was you needed to eat cauliflower. I've also said I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hardcore diet, and you see me two days later, you know, eating Mike and Ike's. So I say a lot of things, Joe. Well, like I said, you flat out said, don't waste your money. Don't bring it in. I'm not eating it. And let's throw in another nugget. So I brought in the cauliflower today. today. Yes, you did. I did, right? Uh Uh-huh. And what'd you do with it? You tossed it in the trash. Okay. And why did I toss it in the trash? Because you told me to put it in the fridge. (laughs) Yeah. And you didn't listen to me. So you didn't have to toss it in the fr- into so in the anyway, trash. So now you're eating trashy cauliflower. Now here's by the way. okay. Now let's rewind here. If that's even a rewind sound, Joe. Part of this deal, and I, I'm sure we could pull up the tape, or maybe we discuss this not on the air. Oh my god! But when it came to the cheese eating that you would have to do, or the cauliflower eating for me, it was also going to be known. We're going to declare the dates in which we're going to make that happen. And why are we going to do that? So that me or you don't bring in a dinner or anything and spend money or or make a meal or anything like that. And that's why you've been avoiding me. You you usually text me in the morning. No. We talk about the show. You've been avoiding me because of that. No, I haven't been avoiding you. I brought lasagna today. Well, you're so not what, eating it. <laughs> no, I am. You're not eating so lasagna. you... For you to make me act like I'm going to waste a, a slice of lasagna. You're not going because to. Because you didn't preface by bringing a cauliflower. And by the way. No, you're not going to waste anything. It's going to sit in the fridge and it'll be just as good tomorrow. And here's the next problem with the cop. No, it won't be. We, Why? You saw, Why? How, One you day? saw how dry it was Well, yesterday. that's your problem. Learn how to make lasagna. It was my wife, and she does a fabulous job. Second of all, <laughs> the cauliflower you bring in is raw cauliflower, which okay. you can eat. Don't finish my sentence. Don't be that guy. For the audience listening. Joe brought in raw cauliflower. Okay, if that's the way he chooses to prepare it and wanted me to eat it, that's that's one thing that's fine. The problem is he brought in prepackaged, cut up raw cauliflower. He didn't even take the time to buy a head of cauliflower, slice it up, throw it in a Ziploc bag or or a Tupperware container, and bring it in. No, no, no. Joe goes into his local best market that's and it. buys the cauliflower wrapped in the cellophane, already cut up. Now, I don't consider that true raw cauliflower. Something Why? about it's funky. Like, that's cauliflower ready to be cooked. I don't think that's cauliflower that you get in a veggie platter. No, I think you. that's the same one that you get in a veggie platter. Second of all, if you want me to pay up a bet, can you put in the effort to, to put the cauliflower together nice? Do you have to buy it that way? 
No, that's the whole point of the no, bed. It, it makes it ten times worse because I'm going to be honest with you. That looks like cardboard. So get ready. It does look. Well, I'm I'm choosing to eat nothing. No, we, that is not the case. Okay. So as we bring everything together here, Joe. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna calmly put the pieces together here for the audience. We okay. make a bet. The bet is worded in which I will eat nothing but cauliflower for two consecutive eight-hour shifts. Fair enough. The bet I lose, I say and tell you, I'm going to eat nothing but cauliflower. However, that doesn't necessarily mean I have to eat the cauliflower. That can mean I eat nothing, which is still a punishment. I'd be starving myself. You need to eat That's the part cauliflower. Of the bet. You need to eat the cauliflower. Number three, I tell you I'm taking that route on the bet, and you decide on your own last week not to bring in the cauliflower. Don't even give me the option. Then... Go on national radio on the DA show on CBS Sports Radio. You can hear us 6 to 10 p.m. Eastern, 3 to 7 p.m. Pacific on many of your local CBS Sports Radio affiliates. You choose to trash me and say that I'm a welcher and start this controversy, which has now swept the nation, quite frankly, and has my Twitter blowing up. I'm glad. And has people going crazy, both pro and against me. I've become a very controversial figure in America. Uh, if you're not you know, in on the Trump-Hillary stuff and you look for other controversies, you can find me and Cauliflower Gate right underneath it on CNN. <laughs> you deceived me. You deceived the country. And you went behind my back and I didn't appreciate that. And now you've brought in the cauliflower without pre-notifying me that you will bring in the cauliflower and asking me to waste a piece of my wife's lasagna. And on top of that... Don't even put the effort into picking out a nice head of cauliflower and preparing it in a certain way. You buy the prepackaged nonsense. So, Joseph, I tell you, you here, sir, are the villain and the person in the wrong for all of those reasons I just rattled off. And none of those things are not factual. I have no problem being the villain here. Joe, but you're wrong. I'm not wrong. What did I do wrong? You made a bet that you clearly don't understand the parameters of an idea. There were clearly loopholes on both ends here, and you know that. Oh, you can't bring it in today because DA's not in. Oh, we got Bart well, We got Bart That's... and Mo Vaughn in studio. Don't bring it in on, on this day. Well, You're just finding days to prolong bull. this entire situation. Bull. bull. No, that, ain't, that isn't bull. DA, Those are facts. DA was out last Monday, Columbus Day. Would have made no sense for me to sit there and eat the cauliflower with Bill Ryder on because the whole bit would have been lost on the show. Number two, yesterday, Monday, because we're taping this on a Tuesday, we had Bart Scott surprise us through two hours because he can't do Wednesday this week. That was already followed by a pre-booked move on. We had two hours and 40 minutes of in-studio guests yesterday. Where are we going to find time to talk about the bet? Where? That's called me being a producer and knowing how to do my job. Forget Calm the bet for down. a second. Knowing how I'm you do damn your job. good at my job, and I knew what was going on, and I knew what our listeners are begging for more of this bet talk. That's why we have it here on the podcast. And they were not going to be able to get it. And it would be like, you know what it would be like, Joe? Let's hear it. When, let's say you're a big fan of uh, CSI or Law & Order, uh, any of these shows that air, let's say TBS, TNT, anything, right? Okay. Okay. You're in the middle of an episode. All of a sudden, your episode goes off a half an hour in. What do we have? The start of a, a playoff baseball game. Oh, because the other baseball game on the other family channel is is running long, so they're starting this one here. Well, how would you feel if you were a fan of one of those shows and you're sitting there in, in the middle of an episode and all of a sudden baseball swoops in? You're like, oh, life sucks. On here? Move on. So if you're a fan of this bet and you miss out on one day of me paying off the bet because we have 
other stuff going on, you'd be like, whoa, what happened? You sold me on this bet. That's all I'm doing there. I'm trying to give the listeners what they want. So yesterday or the Monday before wouldn't have made any sense. The time is here. The cauliflower is here. Pay up the bet. I told you I have to eat the lasagna today. And by the way, then the cauliflower will sit here till Friday and you'll eat it then. Well, I don't necessarily have to eat it then. Again, it could sit there, and I'll go the eight hours, and if I get to the point where I'm starving and I have no, no choice, you, I eat the cauliflower, and that's the bet. That is not that's the, the bet. Oh, my God. We keep on going over the same exact nonsense. You that's need the bet. to eat cauliflower, and that's it. You need to eat like this. You need to eat like this. Joe, I'm sorry I disagree. Yeah, because you have to eat the cauliflower. Meanwhile, if I had to eat the cheese, I'd be running to the bathroom still. I might be running to the bathroom if I eat cauliflower. You know how my organs work. Well, that's like a the, bellowing whale that's in the, the middle of the whole ocean. Point. You better get that checked if that's the Stink case. Think like sewage. Uh, you can follow me at Twitter at MarazCBS. You can follow Joe D at Twitter at Joe D CBS. And the reason I bring up my Twitter now is we transition into segment oh, number two. Of course, here we go. As his head grows, as my head grows, something we didn't get into last week because it actually happened on the day of taping, and something that I have been getting crucified for in the newsroom, and I want to clear the air about as well. And this is a platform for me to do this. You might notice if you check out at Mraz CBS a certain new distinguished look to my Twitter profile. And that would be the blue check mark. Clearly they give anybody a blue check mark at this rate. <laughs> I have become verified on Twitter for some reason I don't understand. Neither does anybody else, so you're not the only one. So to give everybody a, a rundown, I want to make this very clear that I think Twitter stock should plummet immediately. And Although there's a day and time where I feel and hope I am deserving of a blue check mark, I don't believe that day is today. But I'm not going to return the check mark. Kind of like, you know, when the 130th guy makes the Pro Bowl because so many people have bailed out on the game. You just take the invite. You take the invite. And you know what? When you when your career's over and they run up your resume, you go, oh, he was a Pro Bowler in 2016. I'm going to look back. Oh, he was verified by Twitter in 2016. And I'm not going to, by 10 years from now, nobody remember, maybe I shouldn't have been verified in 2016. So I'm not, I'm not going to be egotistical about it. But it should be known that there was a time over the summer when Twitter, it seemed, loosened its rules on verification, if you will. And they, they let everybody know now. It used to be a big secret how you get verified on Twitter. It was a big old secret. You used to have to tweet at verification, something like that. Now it became like they gave you the rules in the application. So we saw some people, quite frankly around the CBS family who we felt maybe beneath us in working or whatever somehow get blue check marks. And I'm not going to name names. No names. Okay. So myself, you, Jay, Jay Berman. Berman, all took to the computer the same day at the same exact time and filled out three separate verification application requests. Within 24 hours, what happened to all three of us? Denied. Denied, denied, denied. We laughed about it because I think in our heart of hearts we said, ah, we, we shouldn't be verified anyway. But we kind of were annoyed because we saw somebody else get verified where we are like, this makes no sense. Exactly. So what happened was two weeks ago, I get a little email from Twitter. Hey, at Mraz CBS, we'd like you to reapply for verification. We think your account meets our requirements. Was Pathetic. The, I guess those requirements pummeled. Okay. Time out. I, what it was the first thing I did. The first thing you did, you called me and Jay Berman asking if we also got the same email. Because I figured, you know what, maybe it's a certain time has come up and we all applied at the same time. And what happened with you and Jay Berman? I have yet to get that email. What happened with Jay Berman? Jay Berman has yet to get that email. And who did get that email? You did, Chubbo. Therefore, as much as I think maybe I'm not deserving, Twitter saw me fit, at least over fellow co-workers, 
that I deserve I that blue check mark. I need to know what did Twitter see in your account. Well, that's, see, now that becomes my next question. For Twitter to send me that email, do they, A, really think I'm worthy of verification and they've been tracking my account? They get a lot of hot Rangers preseason takes there. And B, do they not see that in you guys? Twitter basically just said, if you're the biggest troll out there, we'll give you a shot. I get run. I do get run. I I know how to poke the bear properly. And because of that, you've kind of made me change my tweeting philosophy. Whoa. Don't let DA know that. DA has been... I should say this. DA at times has not been a fan of my Twitter, but he's pushed me, and I feel I'm a better tweeter because of him, although I still kind of go to my own flow. But I wouldn't let him know that. I wouldn't go totally the way I do things. I'm trying to uh, install the uh, troll-esque tweets as you do just to get some extra run. Okay. Maybe, that, maybe that'll help. That's the wrong idea because I think— Oh, of course. You have you have the answers here, Mr. Verify. I do because here's the thing. When I tweet— and I, and I have no problem poking the bear. I think I'm pretty good at mixing the pot. When I tweet things, they're things I firmly believe in. You can't just troll to troll. you got to troll with some meaning and some truth beyond it. Because if you don't mean it, it's just empty trolling. And empty trolling really is discreditable. And it comes across <laughs> as phony and fake. Like, you, you know damn well how I feel about certain things. And when people call me a troll, well, they're how I really feel. So if you're not a true troll, don't try to be something that you're not, Joe. So then should I just be a, sh- a complete homer for, of the teams that I like? Oh, I'm very critical of my teams. And you also are a humongous, humongous homer. Yeah, well, fans of that team. I have a lot of fans of the New York Yankees, New York Rangers, New York Giants that follow me because of my takes on the team. Your so, hot yeah, takes. I think you can get a lot of Packer fans to follow your suit as well. Which they already do. I'm, my my ratio's pretty solid right now. All about the ratio. And if you don't know what a ratio is, it's you got to have more followers than you do following. And you, not like two more followers right. than if you, you follow. If you have 1,000 followers, but you're following 998, ain't good. Ain't good. So that's the way we've talked in the newsroom. But anyway, essentially, for all of you guys that have followed me on Twitter and helped me get a blue check mark, I feel I don't deserve. I appreciate that. I really do. Joe, though, on the other hand, let's face it, doesn't deserve it and doesn't deserve to be in the same Twitter stratosphere as me. I but if you want to help him out, follow him at JoeDCBS. Please. That would be great. And that's totally fine that I'm not ready for that next step. But I, I leave you with this, Mraz. You have now reached the verified level. There's no higher ceiling. Of so, course. I could be actually a, a value to Twitter. I could actually become valuable. No, you got the blue check mark, so that's it. You made the Hall of Fame. and no. Your career's over. Joe... I never stop giving back to the Twitter community, and I hope to continue to, to only grow on top of that. Well, if we learned one thing, there's hope for everyone out there today. There is hope for everyone out there. So if you have any takes on Cauliflower Gate, on, on the the devaluing of Twitter with the blue check mark, again, tweet at Joe D, at Joe D CBS, tweet at me, at Mraz CBS, and have a very, very, very good weekend. It's almost time for halloween and with halloween comes candy, and with candy comes happiness. Thank you, everybody, for listening. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.